When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into a mid-season football edition of At the Buzzer. I am one co-host, Jack, and over there is the other famous co-host, Sam. Say hello, Sam. Hello. What am I famous for? Um, chili con carne, right? As oh, of thank today. You, yes. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. It's not very we good. We said it's a mid-season football recording podcast, and and I'm sorry, we are a Colorado Athletics podcast. We talk about Colorado Athletics. That's the main thing we talk about. Um, but we actually have a, a special guest, a hope to be many time future contributor on the podcast and current Ralphie Report employee on the ground at uh Pac 12 basketball media days. So, um, let's give a big welcome to Ryland Scholl for the first time. Welcome, Ryland. What's up? Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. This is a great opportunity. <laughs> Um, Where are you from, Ryan? Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's a game show. Where are you from? I don't know this answer. Where are you from? Yeah. Uh, I'm from Castle Rock, if you know where that is. I did know the south answer. south of Denver. Yes. 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 <laughs> I'm from um, Castle Rock. Super fun place. There's only a Canes and a Chick-fil-A. That's like all there is to do oh, there. Oh, yeah. And the Outlet Mall. And who was... <laughs> oh, uh, that's true. When I put up the 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 application, who did you say your most your favorite obscure Colorado Buffalo was? Um, gosh, I'm trying to remember who <laughs> I think I said. Um, well, while we're answering this question, for those unaware, <laughs> Ryland has been in the press box, I believe, for every CU home game, football game this year. I have, um, I have. And he is, it sounds like, one of two credentialed CU Press who made the trip out to Vegas this week. That would be correct, yeah. Um, <laughs> to follow Tab Boyle. So, so uh, eat, eat your heart out, DNVR. We're the, we're the, real, uh, we're the real news <laughs> network out here. Um, and, yeah, it's been it's, it's an exciting year, obviously, on campus for all um, sports, brought on by the incredible circus that Deion Sanders brings with him. But... Um, before we even knew CU was hiring Deion Sanders, CU had got a commitment from the number one player in the country, Cody Williams. Um, and that's still true. That's on the basketball side, and that's still true. Um, and um, they also happened to bring back two incredible seniors from last year's team um, and KJ Simpson, Tristan De Silva. So 
before I take too much of his thunder, um, I know Ryland's out there, and I know there's been some media stuff talked about for CU. Uh, what's the vibe? What's the vibe with Colorado basketball? So, for the men, the vibe has been, it's been confident. It's been get in here, be confident, get out. Like they're they're pretty quick. They came in. They made they let themselves be known, um, and as soon as they were here, they were gone pretty much. So, pretty much woke up to the news this morning before anything started that the media had voted them to finish fifth in the Pac-12, mm-hmm. which is ridiculous. <laughs> That's you're saying ridiculous. too low, right? Who is, oh, who is way too I low? Seen the poll. Way too low. Um, Arizona's first. Let me pull it up. I know Arizona's first, and I know they're behind UCLA in Oregon, which is crazy. I, I believe it's crazy Arizona, talk. USC, UCLA, and then Oregon, and then yes. CU fifth. Yes, that would be correct. Who and there's Oregon like a have? um here i believe let's see i, I did not dante okay i can yes. look this up don't worry keep keep going i'll look it up <laughs> but yeah so they kind of came in and people were like like why how do you feel about being fifth and they were like you know what we don't care we know how good we are and we're not going to finish fifth i think Ted actually said if we are picked to finish fifth right now in the pac 12 and the pac 12 is a pretty damn good conference you know what i Definitely agree with that because the Buffs are going to be a really good basketball team, and I think that they're getting slept on a lot right now. So, um, um seeing a tag court like that kind of scares me because Tad's doesn't lie. You know, he's not he's not blowing smoke ever. Like he'll there's teams he likes, and if he thinks it's a tournament team, he'll say that. Um, but hearing him that confident before the season. Tells me that there's some pretty he has some pretty high expectations at least for what this team's gonna be. If if he's saying stuff like that, um, I don't know. I it, it sounds like he's pretty comfortable with where they are. Yeah, there's a high level of confidence, and I could I could tell that with Tad, and I could tell it with the two players that uh, CU sent out, which were Tristan De Silva and KJ Simpson. Both of mm-hmm. them, you could you could tell they know that there's something there this year. Like, this is going to be hopefully a special year, and there's all the makings of a special year happening right now, and they know it, and they know they're going to be good, which is awesome to hear. I love seeing that kind of confidence from them, especially from Tristan, who's known for kind of being a quiet guy. Uh, and both were also picked in the preseason all-conference teams too, right? They were, yep. So they got first season – or they got – uh, first team all conference preseason, and then nice. Cody Williams. I know <laughs> Cody Williams was a um, honorable mention, which is also nice. I love to uh, hear that. And I and I don't know. I should probably know this, but do they do preseason things like preseason all defense or preseason six man at all? They don't, right? Or do they? I I don't believe so. I could be okay. wrong, but I don't believe so. Okay. I think they usually had a player of the year, but that was it. Yeah. And, and the I think it would be the year would be Omar Balo, right? According to the voting, whatever the fuck for Arizona. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know this is KJ's. I think like second or third time going out to Vegas. Um, and like you said, he's definitely the more vocal of those two. Um, I, I guess for me personally, from what I saw out there, KJ looks noticeably bigger than he did last year. Um, yeah. I don't know how did how did how did KJ and Tristan look? 
Um, they both look good. KJ showed up with an entire knee pad with his uniform, which I loved. Like he was actually dressed like he was about to step on the court. So that was really funny. Um, but they both look big and they both look good. And you can tell that they're, they're like getting like Tad is kind of kicking their ass. Like they're not messing around in practice. I went to one practice and Tad was making them run lines, which I mean, he usually does that, but like Tad is on them, which you like to hear, um, you know, mm-hmm. never want to be complacent, but they, but they both look very good. Um, and what do they have to do? I, I know you said that CU was kind of in and out quick from actual media comments. And I know Tad was cut short by some of the other more verbose coaches. Um, but what did KJ and Tristan have to say about like any particular teammate standing out? I know there's a new offensive scheme this year, which Sam and I mm-hmm. want to discuss too. Um, do they have anything to say about like any of those specifics or is it more just about how they feel coming into this year? So they basically what KJ said was KJ basically I, I wrote down a quote. Let me find it. It was um he said, we have all the pieces. He's like, we have all the pieces to be a great team this year. We just got to do it. It was like, and I feel like that is the vibe. Like everything is on the table. It just has to materialize, um, which is great to hear. As for players, um, they obviously both mentioned how Cody Williams, like a, yeah. a pickup like Cody can really make an impact on the team. They didn't <laughs> have any other players that they mentioned. But Tad did, actually, uh, and one of them was kind of surprising to me. Um, Tad basically uh, kind of gave a little bit of an insight on who that fifth starter might be at the two. Um, Mm. He said that Javon in LOB or Luke O'Brien look like uh, they are kind of probably going to be. He didn't say it explicitly, but he said that Javon and Luke O'Brien look really good right now and that julian eddie he called or he called julian uh him and the steady eddie where if they just need somebody to come in and be consistent then you'll probably yeah. see julian so okay. that makes sense he also mentioned that rj smith has looked really really good um, that's very good to know he's so, mentioned rj smith a few times i think i know this year he has and him and courtney anderson are uh they're competing for minutes right now so mm-hmm. and we need that we do need that. So I would maybe see some. I'm shocked maybe... that Ruffin is in that. I guess maybe I'm being dumb. But he's like, out for the know... season. He had knee surgery. That's what I thought, right? Yeah, yeah, he's out. Yeah, but I said Javon. I meant Javon Hadley. I'm sorry. I should oh, that makes so much yeah, more okay, sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I caught like, on to that. <laughs> like, did he just – am I making this up? Okay. <laughs> um, okay, Hadley so and O'Brien be... are both similar vibes. So that makes way more sense. Okay. Yes. So that would be KJ at point, Cody Williams, Tristan, Luke O'Brien slash Javon Hadley on the wing, and then and then, and then Eddie Lampkin in the middle. Yeah. yeah, and Eddie has actually yet to practice. Oh, um, okay. So I he's had, he had I, back I, surgery, right? Yes, he has a he's had a back problem, and Eddie has not actually practiced. Had uh, said that he's looking forward to getting Eddie back in practice, but yeah, he hasn't actually suited up for practice yet. So, don't know what the timetable for that is. I think they've been kind of quiet on that, but I would be shocked if he was back by their first game. He might be the third most important player this season, more than Cody. Uh, yeah, more he has some. Because 
Yeah. We don't have anything behind him, really. I mean, no. I, I don't, is Asana Jop ready to play? Joe Hurlburt's probably not I mean, Jop's going to play. I don't know if he's ready, but yeah. I, he's for sure no, going to play. Can he play more than 20 minutes a game? Uh, so there's a few different questions wrapped up in there, Sam, yeah. right? So I think yeah, to okay. me, the, the biggest thing is Lampkin might be the, the third most important, but he's also, I think, the only, and I think Kat might have mentioned this, he's really the only true center on this roster, um, which is why I think they are officially going to that five-out look. Um, I know you and I have talked about this for a while, like years, but five-out with this team, it I, to me, it just tells me they're going to play like as fast as possible. <laughs> Like, they are going to try to run it um, if they can, which I think helps mitigate some of that loss of, of Lampkin probably having to, to ease into the season. Mm-hmm. Um, the issue with that, if five out, to me, and this is, like, the big question for this year will be, can, can CU shoot? Because they couldn't last year. Um, and they're going to need to if they're actually going to play five out. And I know that's Cody's biggest weakness right now. So... Uh, I don't know who's going to shoot for them, but someone needs to for sure. Uh, Tad today, he went on a little shooting tirade, and he said that this team can shoot, and he knows this team can shoot, and he's seen it in practice, and they just need to do it in games. Um, I think that he has a lot of faith that Tristan will be that guy and that KJ and whoever is starting at the two. He specifically praised Luke O'Brien's ability to shoot today, so that's good to hear. Um, big question at least for me with playing five out is how bad is the offensive re- is the offensive rebounding going to take a hit and tad shares that same concern um so he that was his big concern of playing five out uh basically i asked him today if uh they're starting to develop the offensive re- the offensive rebounding sorry habits that they need to and he said it's really hit or miss right now. They either looking really good off the boards or they look terrible. So um, mm-hmm. that could be something to keep an eye on going forward um, to start the season. But yeah, that could suck. They they <laughs> really gonna have to. They're really gonna have to, and especially for a team that has been good at offensive re- offensive rebounding before. Um, I think I think they could be better than last year on that end, even if they play with more space. I think the number one thing helping that is, is Hadley not being hurt. I think Hadley is like uh-huh. the ultimate junk offensive rebounder. Um, so having him back is going to help. But yeah. Yeah, because like Hadley too, like he can space the floor a little bit, but he didn't take a single three last year. Uh, like yeah, he's I was about not... to say, can he space the floor? I don't, I, I, no, I don't know. I mean, like, like he won't be fully ignored if he's like, let's say, setting a high ball screen. They're not going to just sit in the paint like they did Lawson Lovering if he's the small ball five on offense. And then Luke O'Brien can still, I mean, he's still going to get after it on off, on the rebounds. And I think Eddie Lampkin will just take up more space, more so probably on the defensive. I don't know. Um, but I mean, like this team is, even if they're, they play smaller, they're still going to be just as big as they were last year. Just Eddie Lampkin over Lawson Levering, you know? You know what I'm saying? Um, I get you. Yeah, well, I think Lampkin's going to be a better rebounder than Lawson, just yeah, naturally. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think this is also going to be a team closest to Tad's first team in Boulder, which was Alec Burks and Corey Higgins, and that's the end of the list. And, like, they're just going to try to run as much as possible. I really do think this is going to be one of Tad's most offensive first teams, um, just because that's, that's the personnel. Like, 
we all know what what Tristan De Silva is at this point. He is really, really good and efficient when he when he attacks on offense. Um, and defensively, we can just say that he's there, right? Like it, it's not like he's a plus defender. He just shows up. Which if if that's what you get out of him, that's still he's still going to be one of the best players or small forwards in the country. Like he's his offensive game is that good. Um, and and KJ is going to be the guy who like is the engine on both sides, but he's never going to be plus size right and he's not mckinley right like full bulldog on defense he is however um he, more be more bulldog. he can i we'll, we'll see i mean he's he's physically larger which is good but um he's I also more explosive get... than mckinley ever was and and more attacking so you know i think they're just going to try to run it i think if hammonds and cody williams can take more of the ball handling burden away from kj like because KJ was the only ball handler really who could be relied on in any capacity last year. And it looked exhausting. And I think that's why his offensive efficiency cratered with the injury that he had. And I think like if he just has fresher legs throughout the game, he can probably put more effort into defense. Like all of them can, I think. Um, speaking of Cody, we've mentioned him a few times, but I know that Tab Boyle said literally like temper your expectations. He's a freshman today. Ryan, yeah, does it, yeah. that sound like just like classic Tad speak, or is that like him saying like actually back off for a sec, like he's not there yet? Or what, what it was, I got weird vibes from it. Truthfully, he basically said temper your expectations. Uh, it, there's going to be a learning curve. He reminds okay. me of McKinley Wright, which was crazy for him to say to say temper so that's, your expectations. That's two contradictory and statements. Then, I, yeah, I and then temper. three sentences later, he said he reminds me of McKinley Wright. Uh, at least his work ethic, he said, reminds okay, him his work of ethic. McKinley Wright. So he was like, he's really good. He's really smart. He's really good at correcting his own mistakes. He really reminds me of McKinley Wright in that aspect. Um, so that was kind of crazy. But I do I do agree with the temporary expectations. Um, it's hard going from high school to college like this. And I talked to Cody a couple weeks ago out of practice. Um, and we asked him, you're like, how, how big is this jump? And he was like, it's big. I'm playing, I'm going from playing teenagers to grown men. Like this is different. It's mm-hmm. definitely way more physical. But also the thing with Cody is Cody's played FIBA basketball and FIBA mm-hmm. basketball makes college basketball look like a, like a non-contact sport. It is a non-contact sport, but like it, FIBA basketball is just so rough. So mm-hmm. hopefully that has done at least something to prepare him for maybe a potential beating that he's going to take on this level. I have a few things to add to this with one. I think, okay. So Cody, I think he got overhyped a little bit because one, his brother had the blowout, uh, had the blow up last year. Um, Also like he was the only one really improving in his high school draft in his high school class, whereas everybody was staying stagnant and it's a really weak class. So him rising from the 40s to top 10 wasn't really that surprising considering how much he was getting better. Um, But I also think that he's not a typical top 10 prospect or top 10 recruit in terms of like ability and skill. Like he's still a lot of its potential, right? A lot of it is potential. A lot of it is that he's six foot eight and is skilled and very smart, hardworking and a good character. Um, But like it's not on the court yet all of it and then um i was i was at the fiba world cup 
uh, in Hungary. And That's I got right. To Co- I got to talk to Cody and Tad there, and I was the only fucking I was the only U.S. journalist there when I was uh, at the group stage. This is funny. So Rylan, you being alone in Vegas is funny to me too. Yeah, I was alone in rural Hungary <laughs> trying to go to this, but um, and I still only got my little five minutes with Tad, five minutes with Cody. Really? He he wasn't just like, wow, good on you for showing up. Uh, no, they were surprised that I was there. Um, but uh, it was a very, very tight schedule that FIBA had because there was only two courts where the all of the teams could play, and there was like 24 teams there. Um, it was just really poorly organized by the event staff there. And the Team USA guys tried their hardest to give me access, but it didn't really work out that well. But um, part of why Cody was there in FIBA was to play through contact and to like get used to the more physical adjustment and so this was like i talked to Tad about that that uh they wanted him to learn and to adjust because he really does struggle with that physicality and he's still like he's skinny like he's six eight what 200 pounds probably i mean yeah it's all arms style yeah he was playing in arizona too which I remember from Jerron Hopkins, he basically said growing up, Arizona hoops, they literally just don't play defense. <laughs> and that was his biggest adjustment to college basketball was going against players actually trying. Um, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a big adjustment. And like that training yeah. is so important because like you can hand check and you can like, there's so much contact allowed in FIBA. Like Ryland's right. It's, it's, grown men like or, i mean that's not what you said but yeah yeah he's not even 200 pounds too he's 180 I just oh yeah so yeah 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 six eight 180 so not the biggest but uh-huh. you know hopefully that time on team usa with, with tad kind of has put things into perspective for him so he knows what mm-hmm. to expect so he's not going to come in and just be shocked by just how much he's getting pushed around in college so yeah Tad was also coaching that team just like he was to you which was very fun because jack he had uh leon rice and mike boyton were his assistants yeah those are two defensive guys perfect perfect and they they were literally just like yelling defense rebounding every single time because when you're playing with a bunch of guys who've only been on a team for three weeks together that's all you can do uh, and like, what does that say about CU's uh, coaching philosophy? If they have to play, like, if they don't have mm-hmm. the nuance that other teams do on offense, but uh, no, it, it, like, he's very much used to the coaching philosophy, and like, I think that preseason will help him. But like, again, he's a very raw player. Um, since we last talked about the basketball team, they've released the full non-conference schedule as well, um, mm-hmm. and it's kind of it's not it's pretty close to what we expected there's not a lot of huge heavy hitters there um i think the largest game early on will likely be that game against miami and uh i think one other team depending on how the tournament shakes out in new york um is that a and is, is it just a one-off i don't think it miami? is it's i just think a... it's just a one-off yeah okay there's a mini um, tournament in daytona beach that's what i was thinking of yeah, and the one in Daytona Beach is Richmond, and then the 
either Florida State or UNLV. And I don't know what um, is going on with Florida State, but they went like six and twenty-one last year or something crazy. Uh, Leonard Hamilton doesn't he wasn't getting five stars anymore. Yeah, or like seven um, foot, like multiple seven foot four dudes. So, I I and the other thing I think that freaks me out about the Miami game, and I know Isaiah Wong isn't there anymore, but uh, they're gonna have guards that are absolutely physical and will absolutely try to attack anyone they can off the dribble. Um, so would be a good test for Cody right away. Um, oh, yeah, can we of, go ahead? Can we talk about the the offensive style that you wanted to mention? Well, that's, that's the five out, uh, and I, I, that's, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. five out going fast, right? Okay, so five out going fast with yeah. Is that it? I I mean that's a pretty big shift. Like CU's never done that. CU's never done that. Okay, can we right? go over the? I want to go over the lineup. I want to go over the starters. Okay, okay. And the roster okay. before we get into the nitty gritty. I also want to do expectations. Slash predictions. Okay. Okay. So our starters. Ryland, you got our starters? I got your starters. So, <laughs> Josh, actually, give me one second. I okay. We got, me... we got KJ. We got KJ. KJ. Sims. Yep. We got Cody Williams. Yep. Yep. We got Tristan yes. Silva. We got Eddie Lampkin if he's healthy. And then the fifth starter, probably Luke O'Brien or Javon Hadley. That would be my guess. I yeah. would. Probably say it's going to be Hadley playing 16, 20 minutes a game. And then Luke O'Brien may be off the bench, depending on how he's shooting. And then yeah. if we play five out, that means no Lampkin. And then who becomes that fifth player on the floor? Is it Courtney Anderson at guard? Is it RJ Smith? I yeah, think Anderson's I was... like last on the list in my head. But okay, okay, is it Julian Hammond? I think is we could really see a six, lot three? of of what? I'm sorry, I think we could see a lot of Julian. If this okay. team, if this team shooting is as shaky as it was last year, I think we could be seeing quite a bit of Julian just to get somebody who's consistent on the floor. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I... go ahead. I could see that being the case. Sorry. I think, Sam, what you're seeing here is the classic. This is a classic Cab Oil move to me where we're going to have um, like a Dom Collier style, uh, senior year Dom Collier sixth man role for yeah. Julian, where yeah, it's thinking. just like Tag getting mad and just being like, ah, go out there because he knows he's not going to turn the ball over and he'll shoot. And like, mm -hmm. yeah. What is that? Is that 15, 16? Would that be dual combo guards and just push it, push it, push it? Or would it be Julian Moore playing the natural point guard with KJ playing off ball? Uh, I don't know how much we're going to see KJ off ball, man. I don't know. Okay, he has I would like to see him. No, he, I think he's a good shooter. It was just that he was just taking pull-up heat checks. He, he took so many bad shots last year. Because the offense was just bogged down. Like, I don't know how many 5 of 17 games he had. It was rough. But that's not because of his shot quality. It's because of his shot selection. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Yeah, but I also do think he's going to take those. I, I don't think like he's going to get rid of those. I think there's absolutely time yeah. that we're going to see KJ Simpson take a pull-up dribble three on a fast break, and we're all just going to be like, why did that happen? Which is fine. That's part of KJ. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. part of KJ. Okay. But, okay, so the issue I have with this five-out stuff is that we have, I think, six players who would get minutes in this. So I think KJ, Hadley, O'Brien, Hammond, uh, De Silva. Okay. And then there's only Courtney Anderson left, RJ Smith left. That's and then you're because most of the there's no there's not much wing depth on this team, you know. Which is you could say that what, like twice in Tab World's tenure? Um define so wing, right? I don't know. If you define no, wing I'm as saying... go ahead. I don't have the full roster, or, or I do, but it's it's hard to map out. Okay, so we have the natural guards, which is KJ, Julian Hammond. Okay, RJ Smith. RJ Smith will play this year. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm I'm counting him as a combo guard, or like a wing guard, because he's not going to be the point guard. You know, he's 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 on the floor. I don't think that they'll trust him. It'll be either KJ or Hammond at point guard. And then the, sometimes they'll play together. And then they have Tristan on the wing. They have Javon, Luke O'Brien, capable of playing small ball five. And then after that, then it's Cody Williams, RJ Smith, and Courtney Anderson. And that's it. Yeah. That's seven guys. Uh. Did you say Lampkin already? No, 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 no. Not I'm counting the small ball five wide. Oh, I see. Okay, okay. And that's relying I mean, on two freshmen. You can absolutely three, play with two, that, by the way. Two freshmen. Okay. Yeah, there's not. I feel like so we're who's not on your list then? Is Lampkin and Hurlbert aren't on your list? Hurlbert's not on this list. Maybe I, he I, plays G- a default role. I don't know. I mean, Giap will play. Right, yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think like if if Jop plays more, and Lampkin plays more, that's probably twenty two minutes for Lampkin, ten fifteen minutes for Jop, and then that sounds right. The rest small ball five. That sounds right. I'm just I'm just a little concerned about the depth, and I think we're gonna have to rely on R J Smith and Courtney Anderson by necessity. Yeah, that scares me. Because like bit. if Javon if Javon Ruffin was healthy, I would feel a lot better about this. Yeah, I, I think Ruffin is was such a nice. Talk about shooting! Like that dude was just so nice to have because he could take and make shots, which was something that apparently no one could do last year, right? Um, and we're really relying on a group improvement, I think, there because we aren't changing. Much, I mean, there's a reason why Tad Boyle struck out on so many transfer portal shooters this offseason, mm-hmm. right? Everyone needs shooting, but also the, he identified that as like, see, you really need shooting. Um, now, see, you didn't have the money, but um, that's why he went for that, right? Um, I don't think Courtney Anderson's gonna come out and, and sh- shoot on fire as a freshman, so really, what you're hoping for is that Hammond carries an improvement on, across all the guards. Because right now Hammond's the only guard I would I would 
um, trust. I have no mm-hmm. idea how RJ Smith's going to shoot. At Damien, it wasn't like he was known for shooting, right? He was known for, for defense at Damien. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. We'll see. Um, I, I also think that they're going to, like, that's why I think they're going to run. Is you don't need yeah. to shoot that much if you're trying to score transition buckets, right? So, I don't know. I it's can gonna get behind be, that. Just run, run, run. I think that's what they're going to try to do. Um, anything else from Vegas, Ryland, um, and, and this basketball team before we, we try to recap an ugly ASU win and then look at Stanford? Yeah, it's just, I think there's, there's a little bit of some, some weird vibes here because this is, you know, last Pac-12 media day before everybody dips. So there's kind of some weird, like, yeah, like this is the final ride. But everyone here just seems to really like Pac-12 basketball, um, regardless of where they're going. Like, there's, I think, an appreciation for the many years that we've kind of all spent in this goofy, goofy, goofy conference. So I think that mm-hmm. that's the only thing of note that I uh, think I should say. But that's it for the men. Men kind of got – we didn't get what we should have gotten. They were kind of <laughs> – a fitting Pretty end. Sweet. A fitting end to the Pac-12 yep. uh, era. Now, not Can't that we'll get anything Dallas. at all in the Big 12. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> how, uh, how are the vibes on the women's side? The vibes on the women's side are actually a lot better. Um, well, it's because the they have the Sanders like, effect, right? So let me they do have the Sanders effect. Uh, Jared Payne actually said that Dion is going to dress her for the LSU game, which is awesome. Um Wow. So that's pretty cool. But um, they're like, the vibe with them was more, we'll be right back. Because they will. They'll be back here in three weeks playing right across the street at T-Mobile Arena against the reigning national champions, which is awesome. Um, and the the vibe with them was like, bring it on. Um, they were like, we scheduled all these hard non-conference games because we think we can win them. And we're ready to make that step. Like we lost nobody, we're we're gonna make this run. So that was very fun. Yeah, the one starter they lost, Tyona Jones. Uh, they replaced with Maddie Nolan, who was a starter at Michigan. Yeah, and they brought in another transfer from Missouri too. Like that's it's a very nice team. Ranked seventeenth in the preseason. Oh, yeah, where are they now? I didn't even know. Oh. Hmm. If only someone posted uh... these things in the Slack channel <laughs> sorry man i'm keeping it all myself uh so what um, oh we got lsu we got oklahoma state i don't know if any of these teams are good but they're big names cincinnati kentucky nc state okay yeah that's a pretty big nc state's uncall. good um yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. NC State's very good that's in the virgin islands oh paradise jam nice good for them hopefully there's no hurricane that pushes them to lynchburg virginia um, <laughs> shout out George King, man! Shout out George King, the the, the Paradise Jam MVP in Lynchburg. Um, yeah, I think it'll be a. I mean, November, if all goes well with the football team, which we're about to talk about, November is going to be really, really fun. Um, for the first time in a while, across a lot of different um 
programs because volleyball is also doing pretty well. It, they're they're right on the top twenty five cusp, as is the women's soccer team. So, um, mm-hmm. good year for the AD. Um, Sam, I know this is pulling teeth for you, but are you ready to talk about Deion Sanders and the Colorado Buffaloes football team? Um, do you think we will beat Colorado State in Fort Collins? <laughs> I was gonna say that's a that's what's on question. your mind right now. That's what's on yeah. your mind right now. Okay. Because the um, non-con, I think Miami is a loss. They're pretty good. They bring back pretty much everybody. Uh, I mean, that's not true. They lost Nigel Pack. Are you talking about basketball? Okay. Talking about basketball. Yeah. Uh, I was <laughs> I was confused for a second too. Sorry, sorry. Did I, wait, did, did Isaiah Stevens come back again? Can he? Lamar Stevens back is back. I don't care about wait, Lamar Stevens. Lamar I care about Stevens Isaiah, Stevens Isaiah, Stevens? Isaiah Stevens for Isaiah Stevens for CSU. Is it Lamar Stevens? That's not a person. No, he's on the Cavs. Okay, okay, I messed up. Uh, Isaiah Stevens is back. But There's not... no way. He's like, it's like his 80th year. There's no way that dude's I'm back. I'm pretty sure he's back. I refuse um, also, to believe to that. answer this question earlier, Ryland, you did not send me your favorite obscure basketball or CU athlete on your job application, which is a That's testament fired. to your – It's. A... <laughs> It's a testament to your portfolio that I overlooked it. You know what? I'll give you one, though. Yeah, you got one? I got one. I don't know how obscure it is, but I, I do like this guy quite a lot, and I don't hear his name enough. Go. You got to go Sefu. Oh. No. Sefu Leo. Sefu. I don't know. Sefu. Sefu. Sefu Leo. Sefu Lufa. I don't know. Sefu Lufa. Oh, my God. I can't even talk. That's I'm, I'm fired. I'm gonna accept, I'm gonna fucking actually excuse myself from this, this is, job. This is a pro Cepho Lufau. No, uh, and that, that that part of the hurt. What hurts is that he is probably obscure to like ninety percent of the people. Anyone listening to this? Um, but he looms so large in my heart. How could he ever be obscure? Yes, yes. best CU quarterback since Joel Klatt until. Uh, Shadur. Yeah. Until our Lord Shadur. People, people are doing the Cepho way before they're doing the Shadur, which was just filling out a mortgage application. Shout out Cepho, dude. Ugh. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah, we love Cepho. I love Cepho. Uh, great, great. I don't know if I believe you that Isaiah Stevens is coming back, Sam. He I don't know back. if I... I just checked it. He gets the COVID fifth year. There's no way, dude. This guy's gotta be like 80 years old. I'm so sick of He's playing. He's a four-year starter at CSU. Uh, Are you gonna go to that? Either of you? In Fort Collins? Yeah. Uh, maybe. Oh, and look who has look who they have. They have Joel Scott on their team. The last Josh Scott brothers on their team. What? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Transferred in from Fort Lewis, it looks like. That's good. Uh, I mean, we have the full men's basketball schedule. Wow. I just I don't, saw we the don't have Clifford's to... on their team and freaked out. Wait, I what? forgot about that. Yeah. Lee Clifford's at CSU? Yeah. I thought he went to UNC. Wait, where do... Wait, he's at CSU? Yeah. Okay. Well, I feel more confident about that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. And Javante Johnson's in there, too who transferred in, I believe, from Washington State. All right, do we have – okay, so, Ryland, they, you think they're going to finish higher than fifth? You're muted. I think they could beat Oregon. Ryland, you're muted. 
<laughs> I apologize. I do. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a disaster today. I can't even say Cephalufau. It's okay. Don't worry. Because I'm ding dong. Uh, yeah, I do. I think they'll at least finish third. At okay. least. Whoa. Okay. That is third. Okay, I mean, for all the talk of us being semi-concerned, like that is the opposite to me of being concerned, which I get. I, I, I get very excited when I think about this team clicking on offense. There's gonna be like five-minute stretches on offense, guys, where no one can stop us, right? So, I. What about the five-minute stretches where I can stop them? I do. You think it's gonna happen? I think that'll happen less this year. I think that's that's Ooh, part of the reason yeah. why we might finish up all the way up near third. Okay. Okay. I. Uh... Yeah, I mean, I think we'll win 20 games again. I think I'll be fine. Let me ask you this question, Sam. Is there another team in the conference that has two better offensive players on the same team? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Um, UCLA. Um, I no. Know they're, they're, I know they're no. freshmen. I know they're freshmen. But Ade Mara is going to be a problem. He's seven foot three, extremely skilled on the inside. Uh, he can't defend. That's why he's not going to be a top pick in the NBA draft. But he's going to be a college, like he's going to be an approximation to Zach Ede or Ede. Ede? Ede? Zach Ede, the guy in Purdue Ufo, who's like gigantic? Yeah. He's going to be an approximation to that. So seven foot three, soft hands, automatic if he gets the ball in the paint, like low post. I will believe um, that when I see it. Okay, you'll see it. It'll be hard to miss because um, he's fucking massive. Adam Bona is obviously very good. Um, is that obvious? Berke, what? Is that obvious? You don't think so? He's very good. Oh, you know what? I'm thinking of Mac Etn. Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't realize. Yeah, Bona no, was Mac still in Etn college. sucks. He left. He's really. <laughs> he's so bad. <laughs> Ouch. He like. Okay. Um, um, and then uh, another true freshman, Berke Buyantunsel. He's from Turkey. He is very, very good. Okay, you're I'm, out. I'm, I'm you out on play? any on any Euro true okay. freshman. No, I'm out. you're gonna love him. Okay, because I mean, no, no, no. You should be in on the Euro true freshman who. No, they can't ever match up to Lazar Nikolic. No one will ever be as good as Lazar Nikolic. Okay, okay. Uh, they do have Lazar. Stefanovic, who you don't trust. Okay, Berke is very good. Six foot eight, lefty, extremely skilled. Like he's just, he's going to be a bucket in college. Um, very good playmaker. And then Jan Vide is a six foot six, six foot seven point guard who's just going to shred people in the pick and roll. He shredded Team USA like it was nothing for Slovenia. Like those guys are very, very skilled. Maybe it's, the end of the season that they become, but like, I'm a, I'm really worried about UCLA's offense. Yeah, if those guys turn out okay, we have two guys who literally have have averaged more than twelve a game for like three years, though, right? I, no, I, 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 I get it, I get it, I get it. I'm just saying that this that's a deep team. Um. Okay, is that the only other team that you think has? The only other team that you think is has uh, offensive weapons on par with CU is a guy, and you named three freshmen, two of which yes. are from Turkey. Okay. Okay. One of okay. which is from Turkey. Ada Ede Mara is from Spain. And then mm-hmm. Jan Vide is from Slovenia. 
Um, who is on Arizona? And then Omar Ballo. Uh, okay, Omar Ballo, and then Kylan Boswell. I think I love Kyle, I love Kylan Boswell so much. I yes. love him so much. Pell Larson is very good, but yes, Boswell is going I to am, be. I will never be scared of Pell Larson, and it is I a thousand percent I, because I, of his just... name and how he plays. Okay, yes, but we can agree that Kylan Boswell is just mm, chef's kiss. Like I wish he wasn't on Arizona because he's just delightful to watch. Uh, but yeah, I don't really know anybody on Oregon besides Keyshawn, uh, Keyshawn Bartholomew. Shout out, shout out. I'm not really scared. <laughs> no, no, we've seen enough of them. They brought yeah. in Jalen Cousineau, um, who's like on his eighth year. I don't understand Gene Cousineau. No, that is a, a Barry character. That is yep, Henry Winkler. That is American treasure Henry Winkler. Um, no, Jalen Cousineau's on his like twenty. I don't understand the COVID thing, um, because he's it, it. This dude's been in college forever, but they brought him out. I'm not. I really don't. I'm not scared of any of these rosters that much. I'm not scared uh, of Oregon. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I think the only one I'm going to be scared of because it's CU is the the five terrible ass players that Oregon State trot out that that beat CU on the road. Um, yeah. and then, uh, Kyle Smith's math nerd, Washington state lineup. What about Cal? They always, they fuck us up a little bit. Fardos, Who's I'm their coach? At, my guy, uh, they just got the Utah state. You no, no, no. The Mark Madsen. They got yeah, Mark, Mark Madsen. They actually have fun. Fardos, uh, Amok is on that team now. Like, mm-hmm. That you just said. Yeah. Um, they got another Utah state transfer. Uh, Utah Valley transfer. Big man. Trey Woodbury can't get another year. Aziz or something like that. Yeah, but they have a Trey Woodbury could. He didn't get another year? No, Woodbury didn't get another year. He should have. Oh, damn. That sucks for him, dude. I know. Um, We've officially lost Ryland. Are you you afraid of anyone? (laughs) What? Sorry. I'm I'm having some problems on my end. Uh, Am I afraid of anybody? Um, Roster-wise. Not like in, in your life. So I guess you can answer no, that in your life, yeah, too. Yeah. Like, are you scared no, of someone, I'm, like a bully or, you know, anything? Uh, I'm scared of, um, like, bears, I guess. Grizzlies <laughs> uh, um, no, okay. or black bears? Um, the Memphis Grizzlies in particular. Um, Dylan the villain. <laughs> um, any, I don't know. Um, obviously, Arizona scares me. Arizona scares me a little bit, um, but other than that, I think that like everybody, everybody we could be Arizona. I don't, I don't know. We'll see. Sorry, <laughs> sorry for being brief. No, I mean the schedule is nice. We host Oregon. We host USC. Host Arizona. Arizona State, and then. We don't host UCLA. That's the only like we 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 have good wins possible if we take care of these home games. Yeah, don't apologize for being brief. We're fifty minutes into a basketball conversation during like the most exciting football season in history. So uh, we need more briefness, more brevity. I thought it would be an hour and a half podcast of just basketball. That's what I prepared for. <laughs> no, no, no. Ben Burroughs is not hiding around the corner. Uh, that that will not happen until later. <sighs> Wait, he is um, around the corner. We can DM him easily. <laughs> uh, 
Um, I have nothing else to add for this team other than uh, you. I can guarantee goddamn to you that Tad will cry on Luke O'Brien's senior day. I can guarantee you. Um, that is such a Tad player; it hurts. That's that's the new Sabatino Chen. That's the Chen Award. Um, and yeah, I I think he will likely do the same for KJ and Tristan, though. They are too, I think, they they played too pretty a basketball for him to really love them the same way, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it'll be a good year. And and Luke O'Brien, man, I I think we're going to love him too, like we did last year. Oh, what no, a, what a weapon. I'm a big, big fan. Ryland, do you like Luke? Do you have a favorite player on the basketball team? Yeah, I like KJ. Why is that? Um, first of all, I don't know. I like scoring. Second of all, he's absolutely hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's he's a um, he's a big character. Yeah, I don't know. KJ is just always so fun to talk to. And I also really like Tristan. I know that's like very basic answers, but uh big fan of big fan of Tristan, big fan of KJ. I'll give you my favorite obscure basketball buff. Yes, okay. Recent one. Uh, okay. Last year, Jalen Gabadon. Mm, I did forget mm. about him, so that is obscure. I, I forgot. It's about not him. very obscure. <laughs> but... Why do? Why? Um, Jalen was just awesome to me. Every, anytime I talked to him, he was like the nicest guy ever. Also, he was really fun to play. He called himself Patrick Beverly. He was like, "I get out there, I black out. I'm like Patrick Beverly when I get out there," which was really. I thought it was goofy. Ivy League Defensive yeah. Player of the Year. Get after it. Yeah. Uh, KJ, I love I, the first practice I went to his freshman year. It was he was talking shit to everybody on the court, and it's just like, yeah, okay, he's just gonna be that guy for four years here. Um, last year at Media Day, he was playing. He was he's playing baseball with a pen. He had a pen and he was trying to throw a strike across the court. I was like, what is this dude doing? This guy's awesome. <laughs> he he's just fun. He's too, he's so fun. And uh also this is here here is finally the transition I want to settle on. Um he and Tristan De Silva, and I forgot who the other player was, all got to hang out with the 76ers last week on their way up to oh, Colorado okay, State. Yeah. Um they were at a dinner that Coach Prime set up with the owner of the 76ers, David Adelman, whose daughter goes to see you. Um, and this, they all stopped by, I forgot the restaurant in Boulder. Um, and so oh, we're not going to plug it. I'm not going to plug it. I know what restaurant it is, but I'm not going to plug it. Such power that you're just shirking. I love it. Um, uh, it was Burger King. Yeah. <laughs> it was the McDonald's on 28th by, uh, Cafe Max and Baseline Liquor. Um, no, it, it, but that, that's an incredible experience brought on by everything that's been, um, surreal at 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 worst with with uh cu this year so good for them to get to do that um and i also like that Deion sanders straight up said back in my day the best played the best all the time which i don't know if he realized he was making fun of joel and beat there but he was which was very funny to me he knew he definitely knew. <laughs> what did he say uh, he said back in his day, the best one to go against the best. He always went to line up against Jerry oh. Rice. It's not. It's not like mm-hmm. that anymore. Uh huh. Which you know, we all know what 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 that means. Mm-hmm. You take your team here. You take your team to have training camp 
in enemy grounds, you deserve that. Low key. <laughs> well, uh, I will say anything nice about the 76ers possible if David Adelman becomes an NIL booster. So um, get that message to the right people. Um, My nice right. things extend to Tyrese Maxey, and that's it. I'm going to force Sam now. This segment is called Fuck. Forcing Sam to Talk About Football, which is hilarious. I can do it. I can literally do it. everyone else wants to do it. Um, I can do it. So we have not been, we've been away from the mics for a while. Blame my COVID and Sam's walkabout um, across the the European Alps. Um, yeah, I was in Slovenia hanging out with but, uh, Sebastian Rancic. Um, in that time, CU has now moved to four and two. Um, let's talk about the grossest way possible to get to four and two, which is that Arizona State game last week. Um, Rylan, you did not travel to the press box for that game, did you? Nope. Okay. Um, wouldn't have been worth it if you did, but, uh, good to know. And that game, um, as, as Deion Sanders said, I'm just going to quote the, the head coach, do you play like quote hot garbage? Um, and <laughs> yeah. all I'll say is what a win where CU can play like absolute garbage and and win a conference game because that has not happened since uh 2019 maybe at best like it's been a long time um so talent level being there at that point is is incredible i can talk about my takeaways in a little bit but obviously the main part of the talent level is there is um Shadura sanders being nailed in the fourth quarter every single time he needs to be but um yeah rylan what were your thoughts about that game um, that was a frustrating game to watch, at least. It's always frustrating to see Shadur take such a beating, and it scares me um, a lot. Um, this team is not super healthy. Like They're without what could be their best player, their offensive line. They're without Savion Washington on the line, which is a big deal. They were starting a guard who doesn't even really play at tackle, which shouldn't be understated. But, who, like, who is that? Um, Reggie Young. Uh huh. Um, and then, you know, but they somehow find a way to win. Like they can play terrible. And then as soon as Shador gets the t- gets time or gets the ball with like two minutes left in the fourth quarter, like like Jack said, it's nails. And that's just so nice to see after last year, especially when we had like four quarterbacks that you met you actually didn't know which of the four was gonna start. Um, so I don't know. So yeah, it's like, what else, what else did I learn from that game? Um, tackling. <laughs> Not good. Not uh, good. Shiloh Sanders first came back and it looked like it was Shiloh Sanders first uh, game back. He, Is he good? <laughs> he needs to learn to tackle below the shoulders. I don't understand yeah. why he has an insistence to wrap people around the neck. It doesn't work. Um, I don't know. He definitely goes for tackles that I feel like would work at a smaller level, and for lack of a better term. Um, yeah. And, it, I, I, you know, I, is he good is a great question. He, I, in my opinion, he was CU's best player against CSU. Um, obviously a pick six there, uh, a forced fumble during that game, mm-hmm. a lot of tackles, cleaning up a lot of mess. Um, he also, I think, is really hot and cold. Like a lot of his his game 
um, is predicated on being in the right spot. And if he's not in the right spot, he looks rough. Um, but when he is in the right spot, I think he he makes plays that a lot of other teams and players couldn't make, which is obviously um, a a benefit for CU. So is he good is a is a hard question for me to answer. I'll I'll say this: my favorite safety continues to be Cam Silman Craig. I love Cam Silman Craig so much, mm-hmm. um, and I still do. Um, he, he's he's awesome to watch. He's so fun, and and Trevor Woods is obviously right behind there. I love Trevor Woods. Um, so I'll answer it that way, I guess. Sam, Roderick Ward's been good too the last few games. Yeah, he's aggressive. I've been impressed. He, he hits hard. So, yeah. He doesn't mess around. Big shoes to fill, but he did it. So good on him. Shout out. Can you fill off a lot of Laguda shoes? What's up? If he is he hitting hard enough to get a targeting? To fill off a lot of Laguda shoes. Um oh. <laughs> uh, he will never fill off a lot of Laguda shoes until he sends me to the floor uh, setting a screen at the rec center. Oh nice. <laughs> <laughs> um um, so, did, who, did Cormani play last week? He did yes, in the first drive. Well. <laughs> that was not great. <laughs> that was not great, man. Yeah. Um, Looked very slow. Yeah. He he got torched on crossing routes a few different times. Looked like a, I mean, he just looked like a freshman. Like, the body is still there. Like, he, yeah. I think it's pretty obvious to see why. Like, who? Was it a miscommunication on the crossing routes? He just no, he was just getting beat. He was just getting beat by oh, a pretty okay. good receiver in Elijah Badger. Oh, okay. Like he was, it, it's fine to get beat like that. He just was. Um, yeah, I, I would say, is he good? He, I mean, he flashed them during the USB game, right? I think if you put him into press man situations where they're going down the field, he's really good. But, um, teams are going to put him out of that situation on purpose. So. Uh, yeah, Arizona State down to their third quarterback, Taylor Borgay, who lit up CU last year, um, and down to their second string offensive line, essentially moved the ball pretty well against the CU defense in the first half. Um, we've seen this now a few different games where CU's defense, for some reason, figures out some stuff in the second half. I don't know what they're doing at halftime, but start doing that before the game, maybe, because they started actually getting after the quarterback a little bit. Um, that you know, Armarian Cooper continues to be really solid, I think, on the back end. Um, Jawan Mitchell did not play a single snap in, in this game, which Coach Hart just said is a coach's decision. I don't yeah, know why okay. the coaches made that decision, but um, against ASU, see, I, I think that might have been it, honestly. Is that, that has to be it? No, probably. I don't, I don't know. It, it was never confirmed and never will be, but I don't know. Okay. Um, Rylan. You gotta find the scoop. Find <laughs> the scoop. Sorry, there is somebody playing saxophone, and I'm really confused. Oh. Don't don't mute yourself, then. We want to hear it. Is it okay? Can you hear it yeah. a little bit? Can you hear uh, it? No. Oh, that's disappointing. Here, let's go on an adventure. Okay, thank you. Yeah, can you take us there? Thank you. I'll do my darndest. Let's find it. <laughs> this is why we um... have a beat reporter. So, CU ran the ball a little bit, which was a nice continuation of the USC sex on the ground. Anthony Hankerson continues to be the one and only option, as far as I'm concerned, running between the tackles right now. Um, mm-hmm. 
Deion Sanders did say we'll see a lot more of Alton McCaskill this week. I have been chomping at the bit for that, or champing at the bit, excuse me. Um, so give me more, give me more, in the words of Britney Spears. Um, I, yeah, I want to see that as much as possible. Hankerson did kind of well. Um, but, you know, Shadur didn't have a lot to throw to. Weaver had a pretty quiet day receiving. Um, mm-hmm. he, had, he had no time again in the first half. That seemed to get better in the second half as well. Um, so what that ended up looking like was, you know, see you, uh, basically doing nothing until it was, as Shadur Sanders says, legendary time, um, in the fourth quarter. So, you know, I, they've got to figure out, I think, a way to start faster on both sides of the ball. I don't understand why it takes them a, a half, um, but it does. It takes them a half. Uh, was Amarion Miller playing? Uh, he did play. He yes, did he play. Did. He didn't have a reception, though. I think he oh, had okay. a drop. Um, I, sorry, I, I like, I'm popping in and out. Um, Javon Antonio. Mm-hmm. I'm impressed by Javon Antonio. It seems yep. every single game, it's some new wide receiver. Every game. Yeah. It's somebody who has not had a game. And I don't know if that's just because Travis is gone. Um and hopefully he'll be back this week, but I doubt it. Um, but good on that group for just like next man up. Good. Well, with with Antonio, I think like like good for him on bouncing back because I think he started the first half against USC and basically got benched because he was not on the same page as Sanders with like he was just running the wrong routes or something. Uh, yeah, and that's I, when that's when Miller got his chance. What? I, he had a rough game against Oregon too, I think. Mm-hmm. So good, good bounce back. I'm no, proud. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Jack, you were high on Antonio, no? Before the uh, season, I mean, he's a big dude, and and exactly what, how we used him to get the touchdown against Arizona State is how we should continue to use him, which is as a large body um, who's easy to throw to. Sidor Sanders has to make one read, and that's what mm-hmm. happened. And free touchdown, you walk in. Um, Getting him getting open deep near the end of the game is is a an indictment of ASU more than it is a praise of Javon Antonio because he's not fast. He'll tell you that he's not the fastest guy. Um, and letting that guy beat you over the top when all you need to do is not give up big plays is hilarious to me. But sometimes it's better to be lucky and good than good, you know. Um. Yeah, I, it was a gross game. Um, but CU wins a conference road game, and it, it, calling that gross. Uh, after last year is, is hard sometimes, so I get it. Uh, it's it's the use it's born too. Um and, and has probably the easiest contest of the year coming up right now um on a short week against Stanford. The big news for this one I think is um Travis Hunter. <laughs> He's back. Travis Hunter's he back, back baby. Is he fully back? Or was the uh, tremendous chance to play just the smoke? He's screen? practicing. He's practicing. So I believe I don't know. They're they're being cryptic about it. They're not being super If if we have the bye yeah. week after, I don't know but, why they'd play him against So Deion Sanders says it's a conditioning thing, but in terms of injury, I've seen some misconceptions about this. This is a hundred percent of nothing, right? Where it's basically like you are cleared because your liver has healed or you are not cleared because your liver has not healed, right? It's basically just like is your liver lacerated, yes or no? If the answer is no, then he's 100% good to go injury-wise. As Deion Sanders said, the big issue would be mm. uh, um, 
conditioning. However, because it's Travis Hunter, like, is that a huge – to me, it's like he's already so well-conditioned. There's no way that you can't play him at least on one side of the ball. So I think you're going to see him on defense this, this week um, just to try to protect him from some of those hits, which would be a welcome – that will be a welcome uh, addition to that backfield because um, he's really, really good. Um, yeah, and I also think that getting Shiloh back another week will hopefully get him a little bit healthier. And I want to see Slusher back more, too. I think part of that poor tackling was Slusher has missed every week since week one. Um, but it's obvious to me that he's he's uh, the best option at that star position. So getting him back um, and, and fully healthy will be really nice um, into the closest thing to a get-right game that you'll have for CU this year. How do you want them to clean up the poor early start? Yeah, I I don't know on offense. I know Sean Lewis doesn't script, so I, I know that that's going to be hard just in general. Um, I think what would help them, obviously, is running the ball um, and, you know, getting an offensive line that can block for more than two and a half seconds. So um, if McCaskill is back, then maybe that's that's what you do is you try to force field McCaskill, force feed McCaskill early um, and see if you can get that that workhorse going. Um, but I don't, you know, or Hankerson. Yeah, I like because Rylan wanted Hankerson to get the ball more. I want to see Hankerson more. Sean Lewis seems to be like he seems to be trying to run Dylan Edwards up the middle. Um, it just doesn't work. It just it does, doesn't he's work. He's too small. Dylan Edwards is really good on like if you're gonna do like a jet sweep or like screen or like screen or something like that's where Dylan Edwards excels like that's where you need to put Dylan Edwards but if you're gonna run the ball up the middle you need to put somebody who's bigger in there than Dylan Edwards and Hankerson has done a good job I've been impressed with his vision so far these last few weeks um I would like to see a lot more Hankerson I would also like to see more McCaskill we just haven't seen enough McCaskill's really good just got to establish himself get that momentum that Hankerson has right now and then hopefully they can have the dual-headed monster and just no exhaustion just pound away um I think the other thing with Dylan Edwards he's small but the thing that Hankerson does that no other back on this team does because Wilkerson's not small and Smoke's not small but Hankerson knows where the hole is and sprints at it right away and and It's, it's that simple, right? Like, no one else that I've seen gets to the hole quick enough um, to actually go forward. And, and and Hankerson can do that right now, and he does it consistently, which is great. He just gets the, the system. Um, I do think that trying to get McCaskill going is going to pay dividends because he is more talented than any other back on the roster. Um, and uh, the other way to get, the, to get it going early, one thing I'd like to see, and they've done this, is – um antonio's been working with tim bruce in the tight ends um so it's pretty much michael harrison and javon antonio in the tight end room um would love to see some quick harrison or antonio plays those always seem to do pretty well like four or five yards easy reads um being able to do that at the beginning i think will will help hopefully loosen some of that up act as proto running um but yeah i don't know i mean it's, it's both sides of the ball man like Defense was getting sacks and pressures all day in the fourth quarter against ASU. Is that just conditioning? Like, CU wears down slower than every other team? Or is it just that they adjust and they figure something out? And if it's a second, then how do you get it to where, like, Dominic and McClendon can do that at the beginning? I don't know. 
but they should be able to. There's absolutely the the talent there. Um, yeah, on the defensive side. I was just watching tape on the USC game, and USC was trying to hurry them up. I mean, it's it is the Lincoln Riley offense, so that's kind of par for the course. But I feel like teams are trying to play fast on them, um, and it's not working well for their for Charles Kelly and that group. I feel like it could be a conditioning thing. That wouldn't wouldn't surprise me. It's either I feel like they're on their heels a lot, um, which isn't good. Just yeah. But they're figuring out things as the game goes on, no? They are, absolutely. Okay. I think that's one thing that's been pretty obvious is CU's coaching staff has only really been outcoached against Oregon, I think, so far this year. Um, yeah, and they got shot on, to be honest. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> uh, no, they they that hit. That hit hard. Um, but Oregon's going to do that to a lot of teams this year. Um, and and like I said, this Stanford game is the closest thing we have to a get-right game. So they're a brand-new um, – staff as well they don't have the talent that CU has um I like the quarterback a decent amount but he can't win games for them um and he's gonna make mistakes especially with with Travis on his back there I would expect the turnover luck for CU to continue um yeah I don't know I think that the line of 11 and a half sounds about right um and that would feel really nice because CU has literally only blown out one team this year and that is supposed Nebraska. Did Stanford oh. lose to Sac State? Yeah. At home? Mm-hmm. Who would ever do such a thing? Dude, not us, right? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely hasn't happened in CU's history. What are you going to say, Ryland? I don't remember. Oh, actually, I oh. do remember. I say I'll take us by 17. Take us by 17. Okay, okay. What's your score? You don't have to do the math, but approximate. Um, I'll take... I'll take 38-21. Mm, okay, I was going to go with the Fetty Whopping of 38-17. You know what? I'll I'll change to that just for the vibes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Will he be there on this? I guess is he dead? That's I before I, I should have gone. I should have checked Fetty before. Wap. I think he's I think he's around. I said to Why Google what Fetty Wap is because I didn't I just knew it from the Roger Sherman tweet. He's a half blind <laughs> uh rapper. Will he's he be what? there on oh, Friday night? Blind. He will he he will not be there Friday night. Um he might be, you never know. Oh wait, no, he's in prison. I don't think he'll be there. Who's your who's your surprise celebrity that you think is going to be on the sideline? Because it's always somebody. Um, you had to pick. Let's see. What's will be the most surprising celebrity? Henry Kissinger. Oh, oh no! <laughs> <laughs> He's just doing some consulting, dude. Okay. Okay. Who are you taking, Sam? I can only think of dead people right now. You can pick I'm a sorry. dead person. You never know. Uh, Rosa I'll Parks. Take... <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that. Guy Fieri. Oh. I hope, hey, Flavortown needed, man. I don't yeah, know. I don't know who Dion's all friends with. People. 
but I feel like Guy Fieri is one of those guys that Dion would be friends with, or like Martha Stewart. It's That's like, Snoop. Snoop and Martha together. Yeah, like I don't know. Martha Stewart gives gives the vibe that she'd be a CU fan. Like she knows she knows what's good. She's a, she's got the energy, like big donor energy. Oh yeah. That she's had ki- grandkids go to see you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you guys worried at all about anything with Stanford? Is there like even like a bone in your body that's concerned that like this is a losable game? Um, uh, yeah, every game is losable with this team. Um, if yeah. Anderson just decides to get hurt or have an off night, um, I don't think that'll happen. I think Stanford is pretty toothless um, offensively, which helps us. Um, yeah. I don't, yeah, I think Stanford is is. I don't know. I don't. I see you could lose this game. I would put it at ten percent, fifteen percent. I know yeah, nothing I, about Stanford football this year. <laughs> Troy Taylor's the head no coach who no was at year. Sac State. Yes. No, I knew that. I knew that. I knew that. That's the one thing I knew. I don't know who any of their players are. But what were you gonna say, Riley? Oh, I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm a bad podcast. <laughs> <laughs> You're fine. It's your, um, it's your first time, and it's been an hour and a half. Yeah. Well, I have one question, I guess. It's kind of unrelated. But did you guys see Cam Scadaboo run at one of our players? Yes, and, I saw like, that. Actually lay him out. What are your guys' opinions on that? Oh, I want to talk about ASU stuff. Yes. Uh, <laughs> just generally ASU. Uh-huh. Um... The payback for Drew Lewis's hit on um, Nikhil Harris. From the sideline, that's right. I forgot about that. Um, <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll let it slide. It was much dirtier. I totally forgot about do you, that. Do you know the? Do you know this hit, Ryland? What hit? Who was it? Uh, so Drew Lewis on a punt. Uh, Drew Lewis ran out of bounds and came back in bounds, which was, I think, illegal because no one pushed him out of bounds. And he absolutely laid out Nikhil Harry, uh, injured Nikhil, and he was out for the rest of the game. Um, and obviously, that was ASU's best player that year, him and Eno Benjamin. I do. Th- I have seen that video. Yes. Yes. I've okay, seen. So that was definitely a dirty play. No. It happens. No, dude. They let people come off the sideline all the time yes. to hit people, okay. man. It's a okay. celeb shot hit. It's not a big deal. Okay, was, was, it wasn't that dirty. It was just a little bit. <laughs> um, but this one was anyways. dirty, 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 dirty. Like, this was the play was dead. People yeah. were walking the game, off the field. Not only was the play dead, the game was over. <laughs> oh, I that didn't know the after, game was over. That but... was after the game. That was after the final whistle. Oh, shit. That's a big deal. Yeah, and I don't know. Like, I feel like that's a... That's a suspension but where's the I don't know. assault <laughs> <laughs> and apparently i don't i mean this is spe- speculation is speculation but people were saying um arizona state assistant coach told him to do it i guess he was talking to the assistant coach and the assistant coach pointed it out uh and then he, he ran and hit him um like they there was that's a not live ball um, short, short, short. 
Like, hmm. I don't know what was said. I guess somebody asked Dion that yesterday in the press conference, and Dion wanted nothing to do with it. He said that he spoke to Kenny Dillingham on Sunday, and mm-hmm. that they, like, squashed it. So something was said, I think, but it's it's old news now. What do you think about uh, Shadur going taunting the ASU crowd? Oh, I love it with my whole heart. It's the greatest thing ever. Dude, I don't care if we win like once if we win like a one score game to like Sam Houston, like we're going and we're gonna flex. Like I don't mm-hmm. I don't know. I just like I I think it's really funny. Truthfully. Like I think he thinks it's funny too. It's it's a joke. Like people were doing there were employees here that were joking around doing the shooter at media day it was awesome yeah I was like i can't believe that colorado football of all programs is like taking over tactical media but it's awesome i don't i never thought that i would see this like ever in my life so as, as a as i've seen others point out i don't understand why george kittle is a folk hero for wearing a, a, a shirt that says fuck dallas when he shows that off when he when he scores, which is cool, I like that. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't, I, I guess I'm I'm leading myself into a, a trap here. But I uh-huh. don't understand the difference between him doing that and people celebrating uh-huh. that, and some of those same people, literally the same people, not liking that Shadour Sanders also taunts the crowd after winning all on his back. Yeah, Jack, and I, I think have, I I have a guess. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Um, <laughs> I think they're both good. I think that uh, college football should be as petty as possible at all times. I think that Nebraska stomping the midfield logo was hilarious, especially with what happened after. I think it's hilarious mm-hmm. that Shadour Sanders taunts everyone. I think mm-hmm. all of it's great. Um, you should taunt every time. I hope we get a 15-yard excessive celebration penalty for every touchdown. I was almost excited that Bishop Thomas almost got one after lighting up that dude on the uh, kickoff return. Um, it's not like – Love it's Bishop not like Thomas. we can kick the ball through the end zone anyways when we kick it off to the normal <laughs> spot. Like, why not at that point? You're getting the ball at the five regardless. Um, so. I was coaching basketball this weekend, and I have like a bunch of sixth and seventh graders, and we got warnings three different times to stop taunting and talking shit. And we Dude, were getting like, blown out every game. <laughs> that's goals. <laughs> yeah. I um, did you did you ever take a knee on the on the basketball court? Did you ever just kneel down, uh, Mario Cristobal style? <laughs> you know, Mario Cristobal did that same thing at Oregon, and they lost to Stanford. Uh, yeah. He didn't learn the lesson. Does he ever learn his lesson? He jumped shit from the Pac-12 to the ACC. Mm. Like, well, he went to home. He went home. He went home. You can't get mad. Yeah, he did go home. I can't do that. It's just funny going from one thinking conference to another sinking conference. Um, I have nothing else to add. It should be a, a, a semi-relaxing game Friday night, I hope. Um, mm-hmm. Ryland will be back in person to cover in the press box. And once again, uh, thank you for joining us uh, for the first time of many. Uh, thank you for having me. Go to ralphreport.com. You have uh, J.R. Smith and the Buffalo State, their ambitions at Pac-12 Media Day. Very good article. I forgot to tell you that earlier. Um, thank you. 
Island is just writing a lot of articles for us. Essential piece to the staff. Please read. Yeah, well, I appreciate you guys having me What's so your much. Uh, What's your at Twitter? Ryland Skulls is my Twitter. Um, I usually tweet good Dion quotes and good quotes and whatnot from players uh, from press conferences. So if something funny happens at a press conference, you bet that I will let you know right away because that's like why I'm there. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Just uh, want to thank good. you again for having me. <laughs> yeah. We, well, we wanted to cheer you up after the Justin Jefferson news. <laughs> this is bad, man. I, I literally can't believe it. <laughs> it's like such par for the course. What are we in one score games now? We're, Did the Twins lose too? Oh, we're 0-4. I'm not a t- I'm just a Vikings fan. Oh, okay. Thank okay, God. Okay. My bad. I can't okay. I, I couldn't do I couldn't do any other Minnesota <laughs> sports except for that. Except for the Vikings. Yeah, the one that's no, I, the one that's actually the worst. Uh-huh. I can never do anything. I don't know. Hey man, we're all CU fans. <laughs> we don't have anything what, to say. What else am I fans of? Is that what you said? No, we're CU fans. Oh, like, yeah. We, like we we Yeah. I guess it's the hope that kills you, but we haven't really had too much hope until I guess now. Yeah. Is it going to kill Sam, us? Sam Sam read my Oh yeah, Sam read my article after the the Oregon game. I was not happy. <laughs> Could you tell by my word choice that I was not a happy camper? Yeah, so it looks like you wanted to throw some rocks at some players. <laughs> not players, however. No, okay, sorry, sorry. Not the players. Not the players. You never want to blame the players. No. Wink. <laughs> no, I'm it's messing okay. up. <laughs> I've been having fun in the uh, stand. I- I'll yell, and every once in a while, I'll just yell, uh, put, it, put in Neuer. Or if I want to have some really oh. fun, put in Shroud. Beautiful. We got to get Shroud mean- out here. Second team, all Pac-12, Sam Neuer. That's right, baby. That's right, baby. Absurd. Look at just look at second team, all Pac-12 this year. It's gonna be like Michael Penix, compared, like that is crazy. Different levels, different levels. Future Minnesota Viking Michael Penix. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, he, Maybe. Uh, oh, Shadur, By the way, Shadur is gonna sell out jerseys wherever he goes in the NFL. I'll buy a jersey. He'll sell out jerseys as long as he doesn't. When he's a cover athlete for the NCAA football 24 game. I forgot about that. He might be. He probably will. We live in, man. He he sells, man. He's a stud. He's so good. I'm so happy he's on our team and not another team. Well, I'm done. Jack? I'm done. Rylan? I'm done. I'm done. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. See ya. Buzz. 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 Buzz.